In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese breasts. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And as Sammy says, we're back. <laughs> Indeed. It, we're, I'm, right now, I'm wearing my Diet Starts Tomorrow t-shirt. I'm very excited. Sammy and I are merched out. We what are. are you wearing? Well, I'm who wearing are you wearing, Sammy? Who am, I'm wearing Shop Betches. Actually, it's like Shop Betches, like a, a sweatshirt by Butter. It is so freaking comfortable. It has oh. a cute little smiley face on it, on the little pocket area. It's a hoodie, gray, washed that. out. And then on the back, it says, what day is it? With like a little wave. Because that's how I feel. Oh, I, I love. Up I want down. that. I want that. Um, I'm, I'm excited for our uh, our through thick and thin shirts to arrive. Yes, me too. And just generally, you know, winter and the comfort coming. of wearing whatever I want. I'm wearing also my hair very curly today because I'm finally getting keratin this weekend. So I'm just embracing so it. Embracing the curl. That's good. Uh, how are you feeling today, Saman? You know, despairing. Um, <laughs> I know. I feel like, like fully depressed. <laughs> I don't feel depressed, but I feel just like a little bleak. Um, mm, so much to talk about. Where to begin? Also, but like RBG just, passed away. That, right, Thank you for everyone I, who reached out to me. <laughs> yeah, RBG. It's. Just, I just mean it's been like kind of a like a fucking like disappointing to sad bleak week like rbg everything that happened yesterday with brianna like ak nothing happened yeah it just feels like and then last night um the president said that he's not sure about the peaceful transfer of power which is oh (laughs) no he's just like that's not great he's like we'll see right yeah that's like that's, that's the most ridiculous. That's like a very big threat. Because like, by saying, by not saying yes, that's a threat. And I was reading, Whatever. I was reading about also like all of the, like Trump's potential choices to replace RBG. And then Did I was reading about the handmaid. Handmaid. Yeah. Amy, her name is. Amy handmaid. Amy. Of oh my God. Like Barrett. I was just, I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was just turning. Oh, I also I just, woke up in the middle of the night. I went out into the living room, smoked some weed and watched South Park. And then I was like scrolling through Twitter and then I came back in bed. Well, I'm really looking forward to South Park's pandemic episode. Do you know when that comes out? I don't know. But last night my mom was like, you know, Sam, I really associate you with South Park. She's like, <laughs> she's like, if I had to list your interests, I would put South Park on it. You know, I used to associate with these, w- w- you with South Park, but it hasn't been... 
it's you, my, it hasn't been part of your brand recently. <laughs> no, I, I know it hasn't. <laughs> it, yeah, you're right. But I still do love it. Like it's still a go-to of mine. Um, right. Like last night, you know, mm-hmm. it's comforting just to hear those annoying little cartoons. So right. comforting. It's, it's sometimes just like, I, I like South Park because it is both so ridiculous, but also relevant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it makes you feel like it's an escape, but also that it's not. Right. It's um, <laughs> my favorite thing about it is that like sometimes like the cartoon will just be so on point. Yeah. About what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, Sean says that the hour long special is September 30th. That's even sooner than I thought. Oh, also new season of Fargo is starting, which I fucking love that show. That's you exciting. watched it? No. Maybe. You must watch ep- seasons one and two of Fargo on FX. Season three, I could do without, but season four is coming out and it's starring Chris Rock. Like it's, I, I hope really? it's good. Yeah. Okay. That's Fargo the movie, obviously top movie of all time. Fargo show. I kind of really love season two more than season one because it's just like, so it's just really good. I really suggest you watch it if you need like a full escape from the I, world. I do. Yeah. I do. I need a full escape. I've been like fully dissociated just since um since RBG died. Like I felt myself go into like a different place. And yeah. that place is obsessing over my wedding photos and my body in it. But which is what we wanted to really talk which about. Which is what today. we want to talk about. <laughs> but actually, okay, now that you're talking about Fargo, I'm pretty sure Eileen loved Fargo. And used Season to talk about it a lot. Two is so good. So it has Kristen Dunst and Jesse Plemons. And they date. They're married. What? Yeah, they met on that show. I don't see that. Yeah, they're like really cute. I'll have to Google. Um. So should we talk about what we're talking about today? <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like we're avoiding it. Okay. Um, we're avoiding. We want to talk about. Bodies and pictures, I guess, is the whole body. How we're it's it's really relevant to how we're feeling today, and we both kind of landed in the same discussion, kind of funnily. And I did something this week that I'm really nervous to share with everyone. (laughs) It's okay. No, I'm not nervous. We did kind of land in the same place, but in a different, separately, separately. Okay. Okay. You go first. Where do we begin? I have notes. I'll go I first. Have lit- I've been ta- okay, you go first. <laughs> okay, so because yours, I know you're going to go real, real deep in it. Okay, so basically what I did the other day was, drum roll please, is that I decided to weigh myself for the first time since, um, like, March, <laughs> which when I text you to that, you're like, my stomach just turned upside down. <laughs> yeah. The idea of doing that right now. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Something came over me and I can explain the context of what came over me, which was like, I spent, I don't know, like I just went into this like state of paranoia where I thought like everyone was staring at me because I thought I gained weight. It was like a state of just like, oh my God, they're all looking at me. Like I probably- When did this happen? When did this begin? 45 pounds. I get it in waves, but this time it was extra, really, really overwhelming over the weekend. I'm wondering when, the weekend. The weekend, yeah. Okay, I'm going to suggest a hypothesis for why, partially why we landed in the same place. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I was feeling like I was wearing a really baggy sweater and I was just like, 
am I weird? I, you know, I just don't feel, I don't know. Like I'm confused about what I look like. I'm just confused. Like I feel disassociated to what I actually look like. And I haven't weighed myself since March, since I've been doing intuitive eating or since I at first was just like sort of eating whatever, like anti, it was just like aggressively anti-diet. And so I was binging and then I decided to go on the intuitive. I haven't, I haven't weighed myself since any of that, um, the entire quarantine, you know? And, um, I then like in the middle of the night, I was just like looking at photos of myself before I went on the space food diet for all the OG DSTRs, you know? <laughs> um, and I was just like, do I look like that? Like I was like comparing my face. I was like screen. I was going down a really deep negative hole and I just, you know, put myself as a lullaby to sleep to that. <laughs> and then the next morning I was like, I need to just do it just to like, not that it really matters, but I just need to I was like, I'm going to prepare for anything like mentally. And I like went on my scale. And the funny thing is, is that it was low battery. It didn't work. So then I was like, oh my God, like maybe this is a sign. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to find a battery. <laughs> so then I found a battery. Um, and then I put it in and then I weighed myself. So I was like, oh, not like, I was like kind of surprised. I was like, there, this is fine. I wasn't like, my reaction was so positive. I was like, kind of like hopped off the scale, not because it was lower. I gained weight, but I wasn't like, I, I was like severely off my like prediction. You know what I mean? Like completely right. off, like 15 to 20 pounds. off, <laughs> And I was just confused. Like, where is this coming from? I was like, how is this possible? I just came off a weekend or like three days ago. I felt like the worst, like I felt, you know, and then I'm just, and it just doesn't really matter <laughs> is what I kind of came down to. But then I talked to Elise about it and, and she's like, I get why you had to do it. Um, but do you see why like you need to look inward for validation, not this external number? I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to do it one more month from now. <laughs> like I'm going to have to do it again. She's like, well, just see how this month goes and see how you, if you can look, see how you can like trust, continue to trust yourself. And I thought that this was a good kind of validation in my own, in myself. You know what I mean? But do you think that if you had been like right about what it was, do you like, what do you think you would have felt like? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I would have felt like, okay, that makes sense. And I guess, um, it, yeah, maybe I would have started dieting. <laughs> No, no, I don't know. I, no. I'm just, that, that's a joke. No, but the fact um, that you can, the fact that you say that is like, I think not obviously a bad thing, but I think it like no. shows what a process this is. Oh yeah. This is a fucking process. It's not, it's like a process that requires a lot of care. Like you need to be really actively understanding your feelings and your approach and why you're doing the things you're doing. And yeah, I don't know what I would have done but at the same time, it's like the fact that I wasn't that is shows that the process works. I mean, what does works mean? What I mean by works is that your body will settle where it, where it, it like on its own. Like I was just thinking when I like, I, I still weighed more than I did in March, right? Oh, I went through, oh my God. Then after that, I went through all of my like old notes, all of my ha habit tracking, aka control thing myself. Yeah. And I was just going, I was just going through and I was like, holy shit, the amount of effort I put in just to lose five pounds. Like ever, it was like lose two pounds this month, like a psycho. And I, 
I just. But you're not a psycho. Like that's like there's a reason you that no, every I mean, month has of our lives has been that. No, but I what I mean is like when I was in it, I didn't feel like a crazy, like really feel crazed. Not crazy. I'm not like saying that I'm a crazy person. I'm just like I was crazed and obsessive. And then now, like looking back on it, thinking about how much effort, how much of my time was put into just to lose five pounds, thinking that like, oh, I just let myself. Not only I wasn't just like eating what my body needed. I was. I've been eating a lot more than that time. You know, I was eating so, so controlled so little then and I've been eating a lot more and that's all I gained. You know what I mean? And it like, kind of, that's what I mean by it works is that like once you're kind of feeding yourself what it, your body needs, there's, there's, I feel like the pressure, like I've been saying the pressure valve is released. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I kind of feel like all those times I thought I was dieting and like eating a lot less, what would happen is that like most of my headspace was consumed with eating a lot less. But I don't know if I was actually eating a lot less because of the times where I would like binge and go crazy and then try to like shut it out of my brain by being like diet starts tomorrow. So it's like, yes, my mind was consumed like 80% of the time or 90% of the time with obsessional, obsessive thoughts about eating less, but I don't actually know if I was eating less. You're right. You're right. That's, I, I totally, I'm on par with you. Like, I don't think I was eating less. I meant like I was eating more like controlled diet and then like every day needed to be the same. And like, yeah, no variety. There was was no, yeah. And and number of calories and there was no concern for what I needed. It was more like based on like what my, you know, fucking BMR is and like my calorie deficit. Also our rule that snacks need to be a hundred calories that we absorbed that we, um, discussed like a few weeks ago like that's just a random rule like that we tell okay calorie podcast listeners podcast listeners tell us dm us if you have think that you have a food rule in your head that snacks need to be 100 calories yeah like one it's it's like a range like 100 to 200 to 200 depending on like the size of your lunch 
Yeah. And then when you get to range like three, you're like borderlining meal. (laughs) Right. You're borderlining meal. And then you're like, oh, maybe I should restrict for dinner. Which is crazy, crazy. Like the rules, like how many calories you can have in a a meal and every meal needs to be the same. And Well, that's what the app trackers say. Yeah, right, right, right. And it adjusts depending, just like I said, like it adjusts depending on like what you have for, for the meat, like for your previous meals. Also, like if you think of even like the color coding of that, like I got so obsessive about having like green days, meaning like days I was always under my... Oh um, yeah, the weight also on Weight Watchers you get a, like a dot if you're like on track, and that's like oh Lisa Wellness Essie was talking about like streak mentality. How oh, that's, I like, love that post. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like that's so true. Like that's in everything. Like Peloton has streaks, and like Snapchat has streaks, but different types. Um, yeah. so, but like that streak streak is like a marketing thing on Snapchat because they want you to keep using it. You know what I mean? It's sort of the exact same thing. Right. Well, if you um, watch like the social dilemma, like all of these yeah. things, they're industries. They're profit based. Uh-huh. They want you to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. They, have, they don't give a fuck about their, the effect on your mental health. Like no diet company really cares about your mental health. Like they don't, I know. it's just taken for granted that like diet culture is normal. That's the right way. And therefore like we are a helpful product to get you to where you are. But actually right. it just breeds obsession. I know I have body dysmorphia. I've heard it. I've heard it. The first time I ever heard about it was in camp. I was maybe like in middle school, eighth grade or ninth grade. And this girl, I remember who had eating issues. I remember she did told me like, Aileen, you have body dysmorphia. And I remember early in this podcast, I told I took it as a compliment because, (laughs) because at the time I had no idea, you know, like what that like actually I, I think we used to think that it just meant skinny people thinking they're fat, which I did for a long time think that that was the only thing it meant, but it doesn't only mean it's that. any rate. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. mean that. Um, so yes, I see why under that definition and wanting to only be thin that that would right. seem like a compliment. Yeah, no, in camp, I remember this like one year, one summer where I like just ate salads and like went to canteen and I got my like 100 gram bar. And then at the end of the summer, I was congratulated for being, for losing weight. Like, and that's like, you know, and the boys liked me that summer. Like that, you know, that all that together was really fucking destructive. (laughs) But, But I guess, okay, you know what I question when people... And I've had a lot of people say this to me, like, I was so much less happy when I was restricting and like I was thinner and I was like doing crazy things. But I also like, but then they'll say like a a slew of things. Like I was congratulated and like a boy liked me and like all this stuff. So I'm like, were you happier? And even my mom, oh God, my mom living with us, I like fully, I'm like understand her level of immersion and diet culture and it's like wild and she's trying to like get out of it too. So it's like kind of nice, but, um, so, but she says, she's like, yeah, I was happier when I'm a lower size. Like, and I kind of like feel like, yeah, I was happier about that, but I was also more restrictive. So I'm like, so I don't really get, are people happier? Happy is, is really the, the the variable here, what does that mean to everybody? Like what is happy? You were happier. Is that because like you were validated by people? Like do you know Maybe. what I mean? That, yeah. Like, that is the I reward mean? of being, the reward of being thin is getting compliments and looking at yourself in photos where you're like, Ooh, I look thin. 
Yeah. That's and like, oh, this outfit looks outfit. good on me because I look like the model. Yes. And yes, because I look like the model and these, this lower size fits me. Like I got to a lower size, even if you were just like buttoning it, you know, like barely yeah, getting yeah. it. Oh, at least it's a lower size. And then it's like, and then it's kind of clouded also on top of that with this whole, like, I work so hard to get here, you know, like, <laughs> like it's a know, reward. Yeah. It's a reward. Right. It's, 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 it shows you did something, you accomplished something. But I have to say like that, that type I've done that quote unquote hard work and like yeah. this work, this, this, the opposite side of the, the whole side of it, like getting out of the diet culture is really, really, really hard work. I don't know. I might be harder <laughs> because there's no end goal. Like you don't have a goal weight. You don't have like there's no real way to fail. So it's like, it's almost way harder. Like it forces you to practice this, like a different type of mental toughness. And the toughness isn't like being like strong. The toughness is like, can you have compassion for yourself? Which is like completely different. And like, that is really, really hard to do when you're most of your life, the majority of it compared to the amount of time you're doing this is geared towards like, oh, you can survive without 200 less, 300 less calories, 500 less a week, you know? That's the kind of toughness you have. To, and then doing the extreme workouts and like all of that. I find this to be harder. I, I actually don't. Now that I like get it and like I get what the ups and downs of it are, I actually find it less difficult and more rewarding and the reason, and, and you know, I've been struggling with stuff and we can get to that next. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think that the reward is that it's like a different type of reward and it's a different type of struggle. The struggle is like in retraining yourself and resisting something that like yeah. you've been doing your whole life. The reward though, it's the subtle satisfaction and like consistent contentment that you get from like living by your values and like being aligned with like your true self almost. So it's not like you're going to get that high of looking in the mirror and it's like, I look hot, but you're going to, you're going to get like a general sense of contentment. And like, I guess it's the absence of that obsessive feeling of control Right. But what I mean is that like, that's, that's exactly it is that like, that is so subtle and not really tangible. And like, and it's, and it's not very objective, you know, and other people like, don't get to, you can't exactly. show it off to anyone. You can't show it. It's somewhat hard to verbalize. You sound a little bit like abstract when you well, try to verbalize it with somebody who's not really in it. Well, so I don't, I think that's what I mean. It's, it's hard. It's hard because, again, like you're saying, it's resisting something that you've done for so fucking long, resisting something that is not mainstream. Um, that, to me, is harder to do. Well, because, okay, people, first of all, Enneagram 3s like us need the outside validation to thrive. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for us, and this is part of the process of like why we're not sure, well, maybe I'll go on a diet, you know, why we are not sure because like, because we're like, oh, it's so much easier to just get that validation from other people and know and like that that clear objective thing that you can like reward yourself and and transitioning to something that other people can't see, like in a photo or like 
on the outside is a really hard thing to feel confident in at first that it's yeah. like enough because like we're not used to being like enough and it's a i think the transitional period is really difficult but yeah. i think that when you get to the place when you're there there's a certain you know how some people just project like a certain confidence and like a certain at ease with themselves that they can then project onto others where it's just yeah. like you're good. I'm good. We're yeah. like, I think that's the reward you get. And then you get more fulfilling relationships and you get more like, you know, meaningful work and you are a better parent. And like, I think that's what you get from it. And like, totally. you can't show that off, but other people can sense can it. Feel it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, it's also definitely much harder to go uh, against the tide, especially yeah. as us three threes. <laughs> I forgot yeah. what I'm a, I'm a wing. I'm a wing two. You're a wing two. Um, wing four. <laughs> <laughs> um, to go against the tide, that's a lot harder. And I think also you having have social to- media that you're fighting, you're fighting, right. so the, you're fighting the daily chemical validation from social media. Right. And, and what I was just saying before was that like, you have to deal with this like existential question of like, does it really matter what you look like or what weight you are? Like that itself is like a hard thing to kind of come to often when it was so much easier, just like, oh, let me just go with what everybody else is doing. Let me just gain some, lose some weight <laughs> and be yeah. this number. Um, so I yeah. think that's what I mean is like, it's, it's, it's emotionally harder and like it's much more challenging for your brain like to to exercise like individual thought like that i mean in general that's like a, above just dieting like that in in itself is harder to do um cuz but, but that, like, when you're out of it when you're out of it though it like you're saying it's free it's freedom it's like food freedom it's body po- not positive body you can't buy image freedom, freedom. You, you can't buy freedom. You can't photograph freedom. You can't like share yeah. freedom with someone. It's something that only you can get for yourself. But also it's like the, I think diet culture positions like dieting as like, that's the long-term gratitude. Like short-term is eating the cake. You're not good if you don't put off the, del- if you don't delay, if you don't delay. So they're, t- but actually dieting is the short-term gratification And living by your values is the long-term gratification where you're able to say, I don't care what you think about what I look like, even though I deeply care. (laughs) So You deeply care. But yeah, I agree. There's like something like once you are and you can, you just sort of exude it, people are like intimidated by that. Like, no, they're not intimidated. No, but other people who are stuck in in diet culture, you know, like the judgy people, they're intimidated by that. Like, how can she (laughs) just be so confident in her decisions? She's not allowed. Yeah, like she needs to watch her health. (laughs) Right, and then you call it health. Right, Right. then they call it health because it's like they need some sort of like moral high ground to be giving a shit about what you look like. Right, right. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's talk about what you were dealing with with the um, submerging yourself in wedding photo. Um, land drama <laughs> it's not drama it's me scrolling like that's the drama but you All have a drama, drama in your like, head you have a drama oh. in your head oh yeah so i got my wedding photos back on friday and okay first round i was like these are amazing i look so good i look great then i started to like stare at them and pick them apart and look at my arm and look at my fat bulge and look at my chin and I started to be like regretful. Like, why didn't I diet? Like, why didn't I just suck it up and like work out more? And like, what, like I knew I was going to regret this, but like I couldn't commit because I was like going back and forth with whether or not I actually cared about this or not. And like you, like people heard me go back and forth about it on the podcast. Yeah. It's documented. It's documented. (laughs) I wasn't sure what I wanted. And that reflected in my size on the day of the wedding. And I don't, okay. I tried to, I kept spending all this time. I'm like, do I look fat? Like I kept trying to decide, like, do I look good? Do I like how I look? How could I have looked better? Why didn't I look better? Almost like wishing, can I go back and do it again so that I could, definitely right. look better. And then I started think then I then it led to a spiral of looking back at old photos and you were doing the exact same thing. It's wild. Yeah. Right. I I'll go back to my hypothesis at the end about why this manifested. Yeah, I'm excited. Um but like I just what I was texting you I'm like do I like frantically like right. do I look bad do I look good do I look bad do I look good and <laughs> Just this constant obsessive back and forth, like, am I happy that I did this? Am I not happy that I did this? Weighing them. But again, there's nothing that can be done because they're right. it's over. Past. And but I'm staring at myself doing like a body checking of the photos. Like, is that a skinny picture? I can't tell. So I decide to like go back and look at old photos and I fucking go back and I look at 2017, which is when I was like, I feel like I looked really good at points in that year, but and I'm just staring at them and I'm like, why don't I look like this? And I'm trying to envision what each photo would have looked like if my body looked like it did in 2017. I I could imagine you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I was like, (laughs) and I was showing Avi. I'm like, can you just tell me like, how did I look? Like, (laughs) 
He's like, you looked beautiful. And I show him a picture from 2017. I show him, and I just want to call out, I show him a photo from the Mean Gala, which is kind of like, which is an event that we had in 2017, which um, I don't know. Like I've always sort of been trying to get back to that body. And I show him the photo and he doesn't even like notice how, what my body looks like. He's like, ew, you look terrible. Your makeup is horrible. And I'm like, but my arm. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, look, it was COVID. You're like, you're do you're torturing yourself by doing it. I was going to say that you're, you're like allowing yourself to like sort of, you're, you're, you're your own enabler. Like you're almost, I could hear like the devil on not devil but you know what i yeah. mean like the, the torturer on your shoulder just but it's lay, like, like feeding you yeah okay in tell, looking, tell me i look bad tell me i look in good lo- in this picture. or tell me i look good in looking for the confirmation that i looked good it mm-hmm. just made me look for the confirmation that i looked bad and i spoke to my therapist about that and we'll get to that she had a lot of things to say oh, i'm um, excited but i also have things to say about the bridal industry because i think part of this is that like the the photos looked so beautiful at first, but then started to look out of sync for me because I was started to envision myself the way I see all wedding photos, which is like the bride always looks her thinnest. Like we're Mm -hmm. conditioned that like the bride has to look like so thin on that day. Otherwise it's like, it's not. And then I started thinking like, why do I care so much? I'm like, because I sort of saw that weight, that weight as like an end goal. Like my wedding weight was me. That's my true weight. After that, fuck it. As long as the photos document me at a certain weight, right? Yeah. It starts to feel like a referendum on yourself. Like this is my weight because I was that, that weight on my wedding day. Like this is the proof. This is all I'll ever be. This is my worthiness and my value. Like, because that's kind of what you're taught about it's wedding It's like the diet. peak. It's the peak of your life is what, like, that's what's marketed to us. Right. You're not used to seeing, like, a less than perfectly slender bride for herself even. For herself, for herself. In magazines, you know, in, 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 magazines. In, in the bridal industry marketing world. Market, yes, in the marketing of the bridal industry. And mm-hmm. I felt like I failed. Like I literally felt like, I, okay, I failed at this test. And like the wedding looks beautiful. And then I'm sort of the like, I could have looked right. better, failure. But then it's like also like, this is my Corona wedding. It's evident in all the pictures. Like it's not ever, you know, you didn't have Rusty there. Like, you know, there's- Also, but that, I don't think that's it. The thing is, is that you look, good and you look like yourself you look great you look happy like that not who gives a shit if it's a corona wedding or not well i just wonder like maybe it's better that i didn't look stick thin because if i did that would have just reinforced my thinness is my value for me like yet another year right but the reason i couldn't do that was because i've been caught in this do i want to be intuitive but the wedding the confusing messages of the wedding like right. derailed me from that. Yeah, no, I can, I totally can feel you. Like I remember, I also said like if it was, I wouldn't have been able to do intuitive eating before my wedding. Like I just wouldn't. But I think but that I, like, my wedding, I wasn't sure. Like was it, I planned it like a month and a half in advance. So like, but then I didn't even start to try dieting to like August because I was like, I don't care about this. I just want to look like myself. But then I like started questioning that. Yeah. So where did you uh, land? Are so, you still okay. uneasy? I'm uneasy, but I have turned a corner. Okay. I have turned a corner because I know that I had to go through this. I know that I had to go through this in order for it to like integrate into my feelings about, and I'm hoping that one day I'll look back and I'll be even happier that I looked that way. 
don't you see though like how this is definitely harder than just like eating some fucking sashimi with no rice like do you know no, what i mean it's so much better because i get to no, but, eat whatever i want when i go out to eat no but it's harder like the <laughs> mental toughness of restriction is easier than the mental toughness of ba- like believing all of this <laughs> i don't like, know if i feel like maybe uh, like like maybe Maybe I feel like I'm in a, in the middle. Like I'm still yeah. in the middle where I'm not sure what's harder because I'm not fully. It's not fully integrated. You can't do this overnight. Like Justin yeah, Nolan yeah. said, like when we interviewed her, like it took her two years and she's still growing. So yeah. So I spoke to my therapist about it. Okay. And she had a very interesting point to make about photos because she's very much of our on our page about like values wise. I would say. Okay. And she was sort of like, photos are the opposite of mindfulness. Because she's like, when you think about your wedding, like, how do you feel? And I'm just like, utter bliss. Like, actually utter bliss. Like, I've never felt that way in my life. And I feel amazing when I think about just the moment of being there. She's like, do you see how the photos are completely emo- warping your, your emotional experience of your wedding? Yeah. She like like because you're looking back on them and you're like this is now the wedding, not what my experience in my head was. Right. And she's just like that's what diet culture does to you. It warps everything. Your experience is how you felt. That's what it was. That was your wedding. The other stuff yeah. that happened around it, the photos, the dress that still is and you know, he like all those things are the size of your dress whatever. All those things are not the wedding. The wedding was what happened in my head and like the wedding to my husband. And it's also interesting though, like when you're getting your photos, like when you're getting a, picking a photographer and you're like, this is where I'll spend, I don't mind to spend more money because this is the only thing that matters afterwards because it's a way to <laughs> That's prolong, all you have. it's the way to prolong this like peak moment of your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, whereas, whereas if let's say it was just another party, which it isn't obviously, but let's say it was just like the meme gallery. <laughs> well, <laughs> Then yeah. you would be like, oh, whatever. Like, okay, so I got some pictures. I remember it was fun. That's, you know, that's all that matters. I realized that I've never approached an event without restriction right before. Never. I will say just looking back at like, just thinking about how like the photos warp my memory of everything. Like they, they warp my memory of everything. It, that's like what is so messed up. Like, and I think about the meme gala as a party and like that was a very stressful experience and like I would not say overall positive one to put on and yet my memory of it is so good because of like a few photos. Like that is so messed up values wise. Like another thing my therapist <laughs> said was like, she's like on your death- deathbed, would you rather people see joy on your face or bones? Like Oh, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that is true and scary. And like but- I was not joyous at the Met Gala because of the stress of the situation, but I was thin, but still I think positively about that experience because of the photos. And that's a warp. That's a completely warped situation. Sorry, I'm 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 quiet because I'm thinking, and it's so true. Like I never really think about photos to be like kind of even more destructive than I thought they were. <laughs> but it's so true because I also was just like looking back at photos, and then I also struggle with like looking back at the, my old pictures and like what did I facetune, and like what did I not facetune, and like what the fuck did I look like, and why did I think it was okay to facetune these 
to the degree that I did. And you know, you know what I mean? You remember like, when we pre-facetuned both of us before our own weddings, photos of ourselves in our dresses to be like <laughs> what we will look like when we lose weight. Oh, I, guess, like, I found one of those this weekend. I also, I also facetuned my, it was was more of a Photoshop. I facetuned my, um, hair to be longer because I was going to have extensions. (laughs) Yes. See, that is like, that shows like these, these are mess, mess of experiences of life. Like why was that like a massive part of preparation for the wedding? Yeah. Right. I agree. I remember I was like, I was like, I was so stressed out. I was like, am I before my wedding planning? And you're always like, what do you, didn't you plan everything? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I feel so stressed. And it's because I was like so intensely hard on myself to make my arm smaller, to lose weight. Right. I was thinking about every, this is what I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about how I looked. I was thinking about how the video is going to look of me, of my 360 body or the photo of me like from in the hoopa like that that's the perspective I was looking at not from the perspective of Rusty looking at me not from this perspective of people even it was me looking back at the video seeing like oh I hate this yeah which, which is kind of how which is kind of how I what you're doing <laughs> I'm doing, which is like why you were valid in believing that. Because again, when you're in the transition period, you don't have a clear, you're not clear yet on like what you should think. But like the other thing is like, even when I look at the photos, like the first thing it goes to my, my mind goes to is like my arms, do I look fat? And then I take in the whole picture, but like, right. Why am I not taking in what the whole picture is showing rather than, which is what I took in the first time I looked at them. But then after I started like perfectionisting myself, like on something that can't even be changed. It happened. You know, what am I going to make everyone go back to, do, to do it right. again? Let's do it again, guys. <laughs> well, that's funny because just be smaller. When you were like texting me, I was like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. So I went back and I looked at your pictures and I was like, I was like trying to get in your head. You know what I mean? I was like, she looks so good here. Like, what is she, what could she want more of? And I was just like, Slimness in the waist, trying to get in your brain, (laughs) and it was just such an interesting experience because it was also like both I was both in it and out of it at the same time, and it's like so true. Like for me to get into your brain, just to how intensely, like hard we're being on ourselves or you're being on yourself, is just like really far from reality. You know what I mean? Well, so funny to get into your brain when I was looking through the pictures the, and I was like sending them to various people. I was like, Oh, like, I was like, I don't want to send this to her. She's going to think her hair looks bad. She's gonna, <laughs> like, I literally, oh, my hair was so curly. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> honestly, everyone's, my mom's hair looked bad. Like I honestly think everyone just looked really sweaty. Like everyone, I think personally we didn't sweaty, think but it was they okay. looked it was fine. Great. Also, I think everyone was a li- probably a little heavier than they normally are. Like, I think honestly, everyone didn't feel like they looked to their best. But like, then I'm like, who cares? That just proves that it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. We had fun. I want to hear about what your theory is. Oh, I think, okay, Friday night on Rosh Hashanah, RBG dies. Right. I think that like, I don't know, at least for me and like, you said you were like feeling bleak about it too. I feel like there was sort of like a loss of hope in a way from a person who represents like 
what women can be Mm. and what like we could all sort of be and like the difference we could all make. And Mm. I think that like everything in, everything in society and diet culture especially is meant to like derail us from that, uh, those achievements and like the things that matter. Like no one's like, oh, RBD, she was so skinny. (laughs) Like even though she was, like you don't hear that. Like no no one's saying that. No one. Like not one person. Like, and I think that she's sort of, that is a devastating loss, like on an emotional level. And like, I think that I probably, because again, first time I saw the photos before she died, or I knew she died, happy, happy, happy. It was the next day that I started being like, I don't know. And I almost feel like it was just like a distraction because it's like, I can't think about this like really big thing and the implications and like what it really means to me. So let me just focus on like this stupid thing that I'm used to controlling and like kind of a regression. You're saying that it was the, the photos were a distraction from art feeling your like from your feeling about something that RBG. matters. Yeah. It's I like, mean, what do you think? Minute, about, okay. When, yeah. Cause she represents like kind of a higher value, like the things that I could be thinking about when I'm not thinking about my weight. Yeah. It's the higher value versus the lower value. And like, I feel like I had to like regress to just be like, you know what, like, let's just think about how skinny I could be. I mean, I, I think that there is definitely truth in that because when I, when I, when I saw the news, I gasped, like Same. I yeah. actively gasped. I was like, and I was just like, no, like I was so yeah. upset. And, and then I was just like, my immediate thought was like, she's probably so pissed she died. Like that, that yeah. was my first reaction. Rusty, Rusty's like, I'm upset for her family. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm upset for her family. Understood. But he's seeing it from like a healthcare, like he's, the, you know, he sees people die all the time. And he's like, the he sees always like the family. But I'm like, I'm so fucking upset for like, she's pro- her, for her like she's probably so upset for her legacy like she worked so fucking hard to get here and then she just like just oh she, she was wanted to so make pissed. it like she's probably so she i mean i don't know she her soul whatever she said that though she said she wanted yeah. to she didn't want to let go until there, she's the not even in was the, replaced she's not even in the ground and they're like ready to replace her but i know i know but that, that all she, of that all of she that was is, so strong and held on she held on and she had like 45 days. 40, like that, even that's she what, made that, 40 I, days, like. That's yeah. what I felt. Like I felt like so like upset on her behalf, like on her. Like I almost yeah. went into her body and like as she died, I, she was probably like, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just hold on for a little bit longer. Like I know. That, that was, that's what I really felt. I was like, I'm sad on behalf of the country. And Rusty's like, well, what about the family? I'm like, well, of course the family, but yeah. she, her, she means more than, she, then, she is like, she means more than just like her, her like self as a person, like her job means a lot. And like, that means a lot for everyone. It means a lot for women. It means like for the election. It's just, uh, there's so much. And she it, probably... Oh, it was like frustrating and so sad. Like it was, it was such a devastating blow. Like I'm numb to it. I'm still numb to it. Like anytime, like someone wants to talk to me about it, I'm like, I, I really, I can't talk. Like I'm too upset. Like I'm fully dissociated. Yeah. Like I have nothing. My, 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 like I'm numb at this point. Like the Breonna Taylor stuff, I'm, I'm numb. And now we're back at the beginning. I feel numb to that too. Like I was just like, yeah, no shit. 
this that was going to happen. Like I have yeah. a very, 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 very low like belief Bar. in anything that's See. going on now. So it's like, like I have a really long article to send you. <laughs> you want, you want to make that belief even less? I just I think what you're saying is so true because just these last few days I've been like struggling, like even being on my phone or my, my computer, I've been like walking away from my computer all the time, like doing something like going to the bathroom. Like I've been making myself pee more because it's like a break. Like, I swear to you, I'm not like, I'm staring at my computer, but I'm not reading the words. I just feel very Same. like, numb. like you're saying disassociated, like numb from despair. Just all of it. Like, like I don't want to post. Yeah. It was just like a lot. Like, there's nothing know. to say. It's this feeling of like, I got you. There's nothing to say though. Like, I feel you, but I have nothing to even, like, it's a shared, like, it's the type of thing that can only be shared via energy. And like, there's no yeah. words at this point. Like, there's no there words. There needs to be new words invented for what's going on. Like, there, how many times can you use the words that exist in the English language? Like, we've already covered them. Like, when I read the, the shit about like this, the Handmaid's Tale woman, I'm like... <laughs> Like, I just wanted just to start crying. I was like, why? Why does this have to be a thing? And it's just, oh, reading about the potential replacements and how they're so far from, like, qualified. Yeah. <laughs> like, or the right. fact that they are qualified scares. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's either or. Well, like, that, that's what scares me. So it's just this fear. and not The top two like contenders have only been on the bench for, like, two years. Like, since since during the Trump administration, so they're not like like you know seasoned judges. Not that I don't know. I don't know if I want to judge based on that. But really, more importantly than their qualifications is that they shouldn't be confirming anybody. And most Americans don't want someone to be confirmed, and they're rushing it through. And it's hypocritical given what happened in 2016. And I that's the yeah. thing. Like seeing the hypocrisy is like also for me like no shit. Like, obviously, they're going to do that, right? I, and the fact that it doesn't matter, to me, that's an ideal world. And, like, we're living in the reality of, like, the scary world. So, like, to me, it's, like, no shit and it's fucked up. And I don't know what's going to happen, what we could do to stop it. And vote, vote, obviously vote, vote, vote. I personally think that engagement by people who are not normally engaged begets other engagement because once you see like your friend is really into it, you're like, oh, like maybe I should care too. It's, it's okay to be, to care. Yeah. Right. It's not losery to care. You're not like some nerd West Wing watcher like me. I've been watching it. <laughs> it's so Again. good, right? Yeah. Oh my God. What's his name? Josh predicted the pandemic in 1999. That's when it was written. Um, yeah. I mean, also for our generation, like we start our generation when we were like 20, it was cool to not give a shit about anything. Like yeah. we were really the DGAF gen. <laughs> and, and now we're not. Now it's really important for us to share that it's okay to care. And, you know, I struggle with that too, like on my social media. Like I don't, I don't like putting out too much stuff. You know what I mean? I'm, I like, I'd like to hide behind some pri like protection of, and it's really haphazard. It does. I pick and choose and I realize it's not, I shouldn't do that. And so well, I'm like, I'm going to try to work harder on like showing that it's okay to care. 
Because you can inspire people that it's okay to care. Like, oh, I, I identify with Aileen and that like I didn't normally care about this and now she cares. So yeah. like, oh, maybe it's like really important that I care. I just yeah, feel more I feel comfortable like I- to talk about it with you like on a podcast than I do putting it like, 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 oh my, to me, it's, I feel like a grandma, like it's an email blast, like <laughs> putting on like on my story. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, sometimes I'm like, oh, do I need to also share the voter registration deadlines? Like everyone shared that. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, do I need to share this too? But I think it's just sharing something that like means something to you. And like, yeah, right. And that's all that matters. And like, honestly, who cares what anyone thinks? When I get on followers exactly. or people are like, I don't like your opinion. I'm like, great. This ain't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. (laughs) Bye. I don't care. (laughs) Leave so that more like-minded people can follow me. And great. So that's our episode today, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Didn't didn't expect to have this in-depth of a conversation, but I feel like we were just all kind of feeling it this week. Um, Yeah. And yeah, everybody, we have just a few days till the election. Please go vote. Go check if you're registered. I I do have to say it feels very good to know that you are registered to vote. Like, remember when I was freaking out and texting you like, how do I know if I'm registered? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, I keep triple checking. Same, I'm about to check again. (laughs) I I check like kind of obsessively. Everyone should check obsessively because... You right, could get knocked out system. of the voter rolls. Don't trust the system. No. You could get knocked out of the voter rolls. You would screenshot that shit. Pretend it is a text from an ex or something and you're yeah. sending it and to everybody. And you're sending it, yeah, to your therapist to review. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, guys. And email us, dst at betches.com with your... Dear DSTs for Thursday's episodes, your non-scale wins. Who do you want to have on this podcast? Um, just general praise, if you want, also is, is accepted. Um, if you want to put that praise into our reviews, we'd even appreciate that even more. So please go rate, review, and subscribe on Diet Star Tomorrow podcast on iTunes. And go follow us at Diet Star Tomorrow, at Sammy, at Aileen. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.